Hey, hi, hello. Okay, I am redoing this episode because even though I put so much effort and work into researching some good microphones in a reasonable budget, I still got a bad one. And I didn't like that Hypatia, our first boss Dembe, did not have a great quality microphone to go with her podcast. So I'm going to redo it. Also, this helps me buy some time to make the rest of the episodes. Because life was like, I'm going to make you hella busy and tired. So that happened. Oh, also, warning, I cursed in these episodes. Some more than others. And I can definitely tell you, there's going to be one where there's a lot of cursing because I have a lot of emotions. So there's that. But yes, if you don't like curse words, I'm sorry. I really can't shut them off. It's just a part of me now. Okay, let's begin with this intro, shall we? My name is Liri Donoletti, and I like to talk about boss dembes because why the fuck not? Welcome to my podcast, where I talk about some boss stem babes. Okay, now say that five times fast. Boss stem babes, boss stem babes, boss stem babes, boss stem babes, boss stem babes. Boss babes. <laughs> okay, so why have this podcast? Why create a podcast? Why do anything? Because I want to. Also, more importantly, because every time I talk about these boss stem babes, people look at me like I have three heads. They have no idea who the fuck I'm talking about. And I'm like, well, you know, I like talking to people. I like spreading information. So why not make a podcast? With that said, I really hope this information is correct. I did as much research as possible. So please forgive me if I have some incorrectness. And if I do, feel free to just send an email and be like, hey, you dumb bitch, you got this wrong. Okay, don't say that. People make mistakes. I'm not dumb, but I try to be funny. But back to them. So, like I said, I really like to talk about these people. And honestly, if it wasn't for my mom who gave me this book called Women in STEM when I was in high school, I don't think I would have continued on to being a chemist. And this is basically what this podcast is based off of. That cool book. But before I get more into this, I would love to thank Ginger Wynn for that boss intro. Y'all can find her Upwork, Ginger, W-I-N-N. So please go support her. She's amazing and will definitely help you with anything, at least with audio. That's, that's as much as I know about her. So let me get started onto our first boss dembe. Hypatia. This amazing woman was such a badass. And her dad was in full support of being this boss babe. She was an academic woman, and during a time where academic women was not a thing, it was mostly rich men. But our Hypatia was an exception. She was born somewhere between 350 and 370 AD and died in 415 AD. Now, this genius woman wanted to learn and do basically everything, and she was known to be a philosopher and a mathematician. But side note... There was another woman before her. That woman's name was Pandrosian. 
and she developed an approximate method for developing cube root for developing cube roots. <laughs> Tongue twister. Also, thank you, Wikipedia. And for those who say Wikipedia is not a great source, look at the sources that the people source <laughs> on Wikipedia. I mean. Yeah, you can't just be like, hey, I picked this from Wikipedia. Go to the references on that Wikipedia page. You're welcome for anyone who's doing the research projects. But the reason why Hypatia is more famous or well-known, I should say, is because, well, her history was better recorded. And you're probably wondering as to how she became the woman that she was. Because there could be no way that women could be educated, right? Well... Only witches, at least. Look no further than her father, who supported her every step of the way. Hypatia's father was a professor at the University of Alexandria, who was then promoted to director of the university. This man had a dream of a perfect child, and I'm pretty sure we can all agree that when he thought about this ideology of a perfect child, he was imagining a son, but he had a daughter. But the great thing is that that didn't change anything about him wanting to have this perfect child. And having Hypatia, I feel like that was just like another way for him to really push this. And what's really amazing is that he made Hypatia believe that she could do anything as long as she put her mind to it. You don't hear that often, even in present day. But Hypatia exceeded the definition of perfection. Not only was she smart, she was physically and mentally strong, along with her knowledge of the arts. Could you possibly say that she was like a pre-Renaissance woman? Maybe? If you're rolling your eyes at that, I'm sorry, but that was the first thing that came into my mind. If you're like, I need you to stop right now, I get it, and you're probably like face-palming yourself. But like, come on. I feel like calling her a pre-Renaissance woman? Pre-Renaissance Renaissance woman. Okay, back to her now. Hypatia ended up exceeding her own father's knowledge. Okay, so the sources that I have read stated that it was in her childhoods, and then there was some that said in her teens. Now, before I continue with that, anyone under the age of 18 is a child. Honestly, let's be serious. 18 and 19-year-olds, y'all are children too. But... I am just imagining that a child, as in like a 10-year-old, exceeding her own father's knowledge. A father who was a professor at the University of Alexandria. I mean, okay, teenager is still pretty cool. Either way, it's still pretty cool. But I'm just imagining a 10-year-old versus like a 17-year-old. Still pretty cool, I had to say. When she was of age, her father sent her to study at Athens. Afterwards, she traveled around Europe for about 10 years. Anyone who's listening to this, this is your sign to go and travel after college. If you could, if you could, or if you can. I know it's hard, but if you could just like go anywhere with a reasonable price, do it. Just do it. Now, not only did she have a brain, but of course, she had the beauty as well. And you guessed it. People talked about her beauty, and men wanted to marry her. They would ask for her hand in marriage, where she would say, I am already married to the truth. So, anyone out there who's trying to get that creepy you know, to get going, maybe this could be your next line to be like, Hey, I'm married to the truth. I can't seek anyone else. 
The truth is only for me. Along with that other long list you got going for yourself. After her travels, she went back to math and science. This woman was able to refine scientific instruments, wrote math test books, and also made long division more efficient. Do I even want to know how inefficient it was back then? Because I kind of don't. I actually don't. No, I kind of do. Maybe I'll Google it later. You know, you would have to be anywhere near this woman's pedestal for her to even recognize you. But with that said, you know, she was a beautiful woman and she was smart, so she went to go get what she wanted. Get it, girl. Now, having this brain, she wanted to share it, and she did. She was a well-respected professor at the University of Alexandria. Now, students from all religious groups would travel far away to be able to be taught by her. And knowing that she had different religious groups in her class, she wanted to emphasize the safe space that she had in her classroom. And her students knew that, and they acknowledged that, and they loved her for that, and of course, for how smart she was. One of the, her students ended up being Cyneses of Cyrene. Okay, now say that five times fast. Cyneses Cyrene. Okay, as you guys could already notice, my mouth doesn't work that well. So I don't know why I try to keep saying that five times fast. And now that I'm thinking about it, did I say that thing correctly? I googled it. I've been... I'm trying so hard to Google these names because I know what it's like to have your name butchered and for people to just throw in extra letters or take out the letters to make up their own name. So I'm trying. Anyways, Cynesis of Cyrene ended up being the bishop of Tyrene and wanted to protect Hypatia from Christians because they saw her as a witch. Not surprised, huh? Okay, also, I'm so sorry. That was a really bad transition. I thought I had a better transition. But anyway, backtrack. During this time, Christians, what was it? Like a few hundred years after Jesus' death, um, Christians just started to really terrorize everyone. And this was during the time where, of course, it was really bad. And they burned down houses. If people didn't follow them, they would kill them. You know, because... Nothing is more powerful than Christian love and Christian hate. Nothing is more powerful than Christian hate. You know what? There's, there's a better saying and I'm butchering it. Anyway, long story short, during this time, they were terrorizing everyone. And Hypatia was not immune to this. Growing up, Hypatia's father taught her to question and analyze everything. And Christians didn't like that. This was one of her reasons for not being a Christian because they wanted you to have faith alone. She never joined any religious cult. I mean, I wouldn't blame her. But with all this said, joking aside, Christianity started to take over with Chiral being the leader of it. And he went for Hypatia. He, he wanted her dead. And honestly, her death alone was extremely tragic. Him and his fathers would gather together to start burning down pagan temples and any other building that wasn't Christian. This was obviously getting out of control. The governor ended up consulting Hypatia because Hypatia was wise. And so many people trusted her. So many people saw how knowledgeable she was. And of course, they had every reason to. 
Her answer was simple, that their punishment should fit the crime. Obviously. And the cult did not like that. So they went on to riot because they didn't like that they were being punished for burning down any building that was in a Christian building. And this actually ended up being the death of one of their leaders. So I was a little bit confused because I thought Cyril, not Cyril, Cyril, Cyril was the leader. But I guess not. But either way, still not, still not a great group. When their leader ended up being killed, they had one person to blame. Hypatia. Of course. Shocker, right? Because go to the person who said, hey, you're doing this? Well, this punishment seems suitable for you. (sighs) Okay. Obviously, I feel like everyone can get my gist on how I feel about religion. But I may be more offensive now. I just don't... I don't like religion. And I started to dislike religion after I read about this story. Like, really dislike it. In my personal opinion, I feel like science could have gone a long way if religion was not in the way. Prime example, Galileo. We all heard those stories. But apparently, okay, so gossip time, right? Apparently, in some private schools, they're teaching their students. I heard this from people that I know that went to private schools. They are teaching or they have taught. I don't know. They're still doing it. Point being that Galileo and the church were friends. We can all tell how fucking bullshit that is. Because we all know that wasn't the fucking case. I've tried so many years to accept it, but I can't. I really can't. The hatred of other people and hatred of women. The fact that you had to convert in order to marry the one that you love. Um, oh, also, they can't seem to fuck off our bodies. Because if you can get pregnant, they want to control you. Okay. Make it make sense. But on to Hypatia's death. Now, I have read different stories about her death, but basically, the reason as to why they all started to blame her for everything was because she was an educated woman. You know, it's kind of like, how dare she? Fuck her. Let's burn her at the stake. If only it was that horrible. But no. Story ranges from the cult kidnapping her, to ripping her clothes off, to skinning her alive, taking her body parts, stabbing her eyes, throwing broken pottery at her, dragging her limbs to other city. I'm going to read the passage from the book that my mother gave me in high school. So once again, the book is called Celebrating Women in Mathematics and Science by the National Councils of Teachers and Mathematics. This is, this portion of it is written in first person, by the way. I recall that fearful day in late 415. I was on my way to the university when an angry mob rioting in the streets slowed my chariot. Along the mob was Peter the Reader, who had a great deal of control over the Christians. Peter sincerely believed his calling was righteous, which made him all the more dangerous. Disturbances like this were a common occurrence in those days. I thought everything would be alright if I just stayed out of the way and could get inside to safety. 
Then suddenly, I was torn from my chariot by my hair and dragged through the streets to the mob's church. I knew that my days of being a pawn between those on Cyril's side and those on Arista's side were over. The mob was huge and terrifying. They came at me with sharp oyster shells. They scraped away the flesh from my bones, tore my lids from my body, then threw the pieces into the fire. Afterward, they stood chanting victoriously, as if my death marked a great date in history. Historians claim that my death marked the end of growth of mathematics in the Western world for approximately 1,000 years. Religion became involved with the pursuit of power, and all the other intellectual pursuits came under the scrutiny of the religion in power at the time. How sad that all learning, even mathematics, should suffer in such power struggles. Still, I rejoice in knowledge that mathematics continues to grow in scope and influence. Her death obviously shocked the empire. I was reading some references and they said that people were saying that there was no evidence that this cult could kill her, but everyone knew it was them. They were not shy about how much they hated her. Even though she had a horrific death, let's talk about what this queen accomplished. Hypatia students would have difficulty in algebra. I mean, who wouldn't? I also had difficulty in algebra at one point. She wrote a book to make it easier for them to understand it. She loved math so much, and she also wrote treaties on algebra. This is where she showed various ways of cutting through a plane, which ended up being hyperbolas and parabolas. Her and Theon, her father, which I just realized I never said his name, <laughs> made a collaborate together and s collaborated on a commentary on Ulysses' work. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I've heard so many pronunciations of this name. Ulysses, Ulysses, and there's one more. But is it Ulysses or Ulysses? I've Googled it too and... I just, I just want to pronounce it right. I even had trouble learning it when I was like in my math classes as well. Okay, anyway. So they collaborated on a commentary of his work. And what's the sad part about this is that this work was thought to be destroyed in the Library of Alexandria. It wasn't until the 15th century where some of her books were actually found in a Venetian library. I don't know if this was one of the works. I don't think so, but she did do a few more works and um, writing math books and whatnot. So those were found in the 15th century, though. Either way, I should be thankful that they were found and not burned in the Library of Alexandria. Okay, can we be serious? If that library did not burn down... How far in advance do you guys think that we would have been? I feel like we would have been, like, way into the future by now. Oh, also, another few things. She found a way to distill water in way of navigations. She invented this astrolab, which is basically a handheld model of the universe. If you have time, go YouTube it. It's pretty damn cool. Just please do it. I was, I was, I was amazed. I was shocked. I was like, oh my fucking God, this is so fucking cool. All right. 
I hope you guys enjoyed the story about Hypatia. And with all that said, I would like to give a shout out to all the Boston babes out there. Keep fucking going and like know your fucking worth because people will literally try so hard to bring you down and it literally feels like shit. Also, another thing, try not to project on people because it just doesn't work. I'm speaking from personal experience, but I am here to hype you motherfuckers up because if you, if you want to go for it, just go for it. Try hard. Keep working. It's going to be a struggle. Nothing in life is easy, but if you really, really want to do it, make sure nothing stops you. Not even yourself. Sometimes you are your own worst enemy. Keep that head up. For the next episode, I'll be talking about Emily Du Châtelet. I'm Leary Donaletti, and I like to talk about Boston Bays because why the fuck not?